0: energy (laughs) energy energy bubbly Bubbly. cheers cheers jink to this season almost being fucking over hooray god damn it welcome queers and queer allies this is not another drag race podcast my name is reese i'm the host of this motherfucker and i am here this week to talk about the reunion Reunited as I call it. No, Reunited? No, that's too many U's. Reunited Reunion Extravaganza Banana of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 14. I'm so excited the season's coming to an end and I'm so excited today to be talking about this reunion with our friend of the pod. She's been on before and because I've established that second appearance means you're officially a friend of the pod. So now I can yeah. say friend of the pod according to my rules. She is a Melbourne-based bearded queen who everyone should be aware of, even if you are a Geelong resident, have seen her hosting the Geelong Pride Festival just a few weeks ago. This is the place to listen to Reese and Goldie Cox talk shit about the reunion of season 14. Goldie Cox, how you doing? I'm going all right. Well, that is good considering today is abnormally warm and I do not like it. I'm not a fan of the warm.
1: It's a bit too warm for this time of year.
0: Oh, true. Very, very true. I shouldn't be that, like, uh, about warmness because I'm literally about to go to a place that is about to become summer
1: (laughs) in a couple weeks. Should we talk about climate change? No. No.
0: (laughs) Let's not touch on it on a Drag Race podcast. That's a whole other
1: podcast. If you
0: guys want to hear one about climate change, give me a yell.
1: (laughs) I'm sure there's a drag queen called El Nino out there somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) There's bound to be, right? It would have to be.
0: That's gorgeous. El Nino. Oh, that'd be a good name. El Nino, season 15, I can see it. <laughs> or down under season three.
1: I'm trademarking that for my drag child, Nina Cox. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh yeah. Have you have you been like uh, expanding the family at all or have you just been focusing on Goldie?
1: Nah. <laughs> <laughs> There's only room for one one queen in my house and that's taken up by me. Uh, well, yeah, let's talk about the fact
0: that um Geelong Pride Festival was recently and you were hosting yeah, it. Yeah. how was
1: that experience? It was amazing. It was beautiful to be back for I think I've been part of Geelong Rainbow Festival for the last Five years, I've been, was the inaugural queen that was there with Beard Sisters, with my good friend Vintage, and it was great to be back this year. Uh, Shout out Vintage. Hey Vintage, get out of the the gutter, I'm sure you're there from last night. (laughs) 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 Oh, that's what that was, okay, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. You had to step over that like bearded queen to get into (laughs) your apartment.
0: (laughs) Well, I do live near the Peel, so that, you know, put two and two together.
1: Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like in terms
0: of how the whole festivities—was it fun? Was it, was it very rainbowy?
1: It was very rainbow. It was very wonderful to be back. I was had the privilege this year to get to host it, which was um, a different experience and wonderful. And it's yeah, it yeah. Was great to get back out and get regional and support our regional, a uh, regional family and show them some love.
0: Yeah, exactly. And uh, I believe one of the most famous drag queens in Australia actually is a resident of Geelong. So I mean, let's just Oh, yeah, just fill my boxes from Geelong. <laughs> 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 Love you, film. I know you're listening. Um, I need to ask you, though, Goldie, um, how has been the vibe with season 14? Because you have the pleasure of talking about it in retrospect. Yeah. What's, what's been the vibe? Who's been your fave, fave moments, all that in between?
1: I'm definitely team Willow. That's definitely my fave. Willow's been my fave from the beginning. I do like a good British accent, so <laughs> Willow, Willow and Camden, yes, yep, they're up there. Others, I can't remember who half the cast are, to be honest. <laughs> what, so you watched the
0: reunion being like, yeah. huh, okay.
1: I was like, what was your name again? <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> well, they did introduce them at the start. Were you not paying attention?
1: Yeah. <laughs> it was great to see Kelly Mantle made a return. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's true though, she really didn't like Kelly Mantle. Uh, no, we, we no. No shade whatsoever. (laughs) Um, Although there was plenty of shade in this reunion, so who are we Mm -hmm. to talk? I, uh, as I said, very happy this season's coming to an end. I Mm -hmm. think, honestly, okay, here's where I sit. Eight episodes, too short. Ten, also, mm, the UK do a good job with ten episodes. But I think that's a very unique thing. The US series is, of course, the OG. It's the, the... the Superstar Series So mm-hmm. I Well not the actual Superstar Series Which is coming up soon But yep. <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> um, I think I think 12 to 14 Is all we need that's I don't want 16 episodes No I don't want 16 episodes It's just like At this point We're just like Get this over with We need this to be We need to move on To the next
1: RuPaul likes 16 episodes Because he just keeps Making more money And yeah. all the advertising <laughs> Look I'll just put a QR code On the screen <laughs> My <laughs> sponsors <laughs>
0: Oh yeah I can't wait at You In a few weeks I, I'm bound to be a whole stall of uh, what is it called? Um, what's the drink that he's pimping out now? Love? What, something was about love?
1: love? Who you love? <laughs> yeah, everybody say love. Everybody say th- love. I'll drink to that. <laughs> Cocktails and mocktails. I mean, why not? I did like though that the drinks the colours of the drink cans match the straws the OCD e <laughs> <laughs> was like, the straws match good marketing good branding.
0: Well, yeah, you must be OCD because I did not notice that at all. <laughs>
1: it's the little things
0: (laughs) oh yeah absolutely uh no no this reunion was uh so much and there's a lot to talk about but also not a lot to talk about so i think if we have a whole season of queens to talk about let's just get into it i first of all we're not going to waste time going through everyone's looks especially since we didn't get to seal all all of it because they were sitting down Mm, and blah blah. just a major nyas right out the gate to cornbread
1: Yes, I only recently just, it took me a second look at her outfit to realise the fact that it was a nod to Willow's (laughs) It was Willow's. (laughs) And I was like, oh. And instead of angle, it said ankle. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought she, I'm that dumb. I thought she was just wearing it to go, oh, ankle, you know, pour my ankle. And then (laughs) my partner was like, no, it was a nod to Willow's look.
0: (laughs) It's amazing that when Willow entered the workroom, so many people, including I think to kill a mockingbird on this very podcast, was like, like, do better. And I'm like, no, that's an entrance look. It shows your personality. It wasn't awful. It was camp. It was funny.
1: Yeah, and look, I also, I know we're not talking about looks, but I also didn't like Willow's look. I love Willow, but I didn't like their look for this one. It looked like she- It was just like a dress, right? A skinny, yeah, like, a, like, a, like a Fran Drescher kind Yeah, of. Like, a, like a mod, like a 70s mod dress. And I was mm. like, I've I've got that sequin material from the <laughs> spotlight. <laughs> it's the
0: reunion, who gives a I shit? I had a couple
1: of scraps left. This is, well, I suppose that's <laughs> all she could afford after investing her life savings to Again, get her costumes there. Camp.
0: It's just camp. Let's <laughs> just call it that. That's all you need to call an ugly outfit This camp. Let's, I mean, first of all, all right, so cornbread, you look great. But, honey, girl, Ruth Paul, I mean, if I could have a job where I am paid upwards of tens of millions of dollars a year to sit there on autopilot reading cue cards like the absolute pro and then when time comes to actually have to act like a human just be like, Uh, I mean, I'll just do something to pass. I'll just, you know, who cares? Really, was Rue, like, was Rue even there? Was Rue even there?
1: I did wonder because you didn't see them with the queens, did you? (laughs) <laughs> like yeah, are they, it's like the moon landing. Did it really happen? Yeah, <laughs> they could
0: have. They could have easily green screened him in. Remember that when that was a rumor about Down Under that he was yeah. green screened. in
1: <laughs> Well, the first episode he was because of. Um, oh well, yeah, <laughs> that was that was a moment. He's sorry, your makeup artist didn't arrive in time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we don't have to. Rem- we don't have to remind our listeners about that awful moment in history. But
1: <laughs> well, look at least he didn't have a like condom on his head this year
0: oh true yeah no no we give him props for that huh? what was
1: it, his mexican wrestling suit <laughs> uh, whatever it was
0: man season 12 was rough that reunion was rough i mean season 12 was great but that reunion was rough
1: yeah
0: i well at least they had a reunion season 13 last year was what was it it was filming something at home and saying hi and that was about it
1: I'm still trying to think of that. It's been, yeah. it's been such a long episode. I can't think of any other. <laughs> no other episode existed before no. this. <laughs>
0: no, yeah, season 13 was trash. Uh, but no, when you're talking about this one, sorry, RuPaul, just, uh, I understand. You know what? You might have been sick. You might have been tired. I don't know. But I just noticed any moment where he wasn't relying on cue cards, I was like, mate, you're really struggling, aren't you? Yeah.
1: We talk about that the fact that they went to Las Vegas to do it. Yeah, it's like, hey, I'm too poor. I'm too cheap to hire another theater. I've got my show in Las Vegas. Let's just use the same theater in the same set. I might save some money. Oh, look, and we're gonna come back for the finale at the Las Vegas yes. theater, <laughs> at the Flamingo
0: Las Vegas, which I will be attending in about three weeks' time to go see RuPaul's Drag Race live and be staying there. Uh, sorry, just gonna have to drop it as many times because I'm very excited. This is That's, yeah. season fourteen. Is I'm over it, and I'm very excited to go away. Got to be honest though, I saw a TikTok yesterday about the Flamingo, the hotel rooms. Not great.
1: I'm not surprised.
0: So I'm a little like... Mm.
1: <clears throat> I'm not surprised. But it was affordable. <laughs> Cheap and cheerful. As and like it's in a great thing. location
0: on the strips. So that's all I care about. Uh, by the way, everyone, subscribe to the podcast. <laughs> Just going to throw that out there very randomly because some very exciting stuff is coming up. Can't talk about it yet, but listeners of the pod, you're going to want to subscribe. Good shit's coming. I'm going to be doing fun things over there. It's not just going to be me losing my mind at DragCon, buying all the merch, which I won't do because that's going to be expensive. And not all the queens have the same mind of Alexis Michelle where they just reduce everything on Sunday. But (laughs) was was it to move the merch or was it because no one was moving the merch? Who knows? Who knows? I'm not going to comment further. But Goldie Cox, I want to ask you, Because this was the big thing of the season, the twist of the season. They talked about it, the chocolate bar. Mm -hmm. What were your thoughts on the twist? Are you a
1: conspiracy theorist like the rest of us? Oh, of course I am. They (laughs) knew exactly who that chocolate bar was going to. That was. Look, I don't. I agree that I don't think they knew from the beginning. But you know, the chocolate bar has to come out like in a reasonable time. It can't come out too early in the episode. It can't. Sorry, in the season, it can't come out too late in the season. It's got to come out in the sweet spot. Yeah, and you could clearly see there was some. They, they had their queens in mind who they wanted to give it to. Oh,
0: for sure. Yeah. So were you at all surprised it was Bosco in the end?
1: Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't think any of us. No. <laughs>
0: I think a lot of people thought it would be George's just because of how much Rude just wants to fuck her.
1: I called it at the start of the episode, though. I was just like, this is going to be a double save and the <laughs> gold bar is going to come out. Like, uh, it's got to happen at this time. No surprise when it, they pulled it out of their little uh, Cobra. No. No.
0: <laughs> no. And I also love, though, that Rue actually had enough um, uh, reverence of, of the situation to be like, this cast was so amazing, I just didn't want to eliminate anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know, girl. We know. Yeah. We were there. Yeah. Uh, so let's raise a glass to the chocolate bar. Let's hope we never see it again.
1: Yeah, oh look. To be honest, I did think it was going to come out maybe a week or two earlier because I thought I saw a little um rumor on Facebook that Rue had teamed up with the chocolate company. Oh, and then I was wondering like, has did something happen with Cornbread leaving that kind of threw out their like schedule? Oh, because we all know like how Rue likes to launch stuff, and then there's like a product that goes with it. Yes, so, mm. but she's at chocolate bars for years. I remember going. She does, I yeah. Being in LA and like one of the shops there and seeing like the Rue chocolate bar. And the, did you um, buy one? No. <laughs> It's American chocolate. It doesn't taste nice. Oh, American chocolate is foul. It's the worst. It's Anything with high foul. fructose corn syrup in it, is just yeah. get in the bin.
0: Oh, completely. I remember um, first time in LA, I tried um, a Hershey's bar because it was all I heard mm-hmm. about, like Hershey's is the iconic yeah. American brand. And I was like, so this tastes like just sugar. Yeah. Just weird sugar.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, America, go off. Yeah. Can't imagine how they would react if they tried Cadbury.
1: Well, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Do they have like an Aussie or a UK store in LA where people can like like expats can go and like buy real chocolate?
1: I hope so. Yeah, I hope so I too. Really, I'll find really it. Hope so.
0: <laughs> I'll find it after I make a stop at a dispensary.
1: So Being in America for four weeks was the one thing that made me just want to become like eat vegetables again. Yeah, so was like <laughs> there's nothing like a trip to America that makes you appreciate good vegetables.
0: Oh, completely. I also learned on my last trip, pretty late though, so I'm gonna go into this one with a clearer mind. Good breakfast keeps you set for pretty much all day. Yeah. Because they yep. really do like everything. Yep. It's not like here where they give you a choice, like do you want pancakes or do you want eggs and, yeah. and bacon? No, they'll give you it all. They'll give you the
1: whole lot. Yeah. And so they charge you four bucks for it. <laughs>
0: exactly. I, and I'm a horrible tipper, so I need to get better at that. I've got an app and everything to tell me how much I need to tip. I don't do, I don't do math. I don't go to a fucking school for math. I need to ask you, Goldie Cox... Were you as devastated as the rest of us about Cornbread being eliminated so early due to her injury and not because of her
1: doing bad? (laughs) Meh. Meh? Meh. Ooh, interesting. Interesting hot take. I hadn't seen them long enough in the season to get any kind of liking for them. The only thing, like, the only moment we had was the Jasmine moment, which Mm. was at least nice that they got to re-explain some of the behind the scenes of that during yes. this episode because if I didn't hear that during this episode I would have been like yeah you're just a little bit of an ass but mm. so yeah they had a bit of redemption for me this episode
0: yeah 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 I fully agree I actually f- totally forgot about that to be honest with you really? like like the whole
1: uh, no. <laughs> like that's the <laughs> only thing that I remember from the early days <laughs>
0: no I forgot about her whole thing with Jasmine about how she talks too much blah, 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 yada and um when I was watching it all back I was like oh that's right I fully was with Bosco when she was like, Jasmine could do anything right now and Cornbread would get pissed off. Like, stop breathing over there. Definitely. And it was really how it did feel at the time. And I'm glad they talked it out. And Jasmine even admitted in the reunion, if she didn't have that chat, she might not have done as well as she did because she didn't have a filter going over her head. She didn't Mm -hmm. think, oh, how am I acting right now? Am I going to piss people off? Like, So good. I'm glad Cornbread spoke up. Uh, and I'm also glad to hear Rue had to ask. Uh, she had a lot of family dramas that she talked about on the show. Yeah. And a lot of that has been addressed since the show with her family. She's worked through a bit of issues. That's fantastic. That's nice to know. Bringing, it's very
1: bringing nice Bringing to families together.
0: Oh, isn't that just what RuPaul's Drag Race is all about?
1: Yeah. And making money. And making money. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it is about Rue's bank account and that is about it. Did you hear, because we are talking before we started recording about these drag YouTube channels. Did you hear Willem at Roscoe's recently at the... Oh. So, straight up, I think the first question someone asked at the, uh, f- at the viewing party, Willem and Alaska were there. Someone just asked Willem, Don't, like, how much does Rue make from this show? And like, how much do the queens make in comparison? And mm-hmm. how much is it, How ridiculous is it that they only get $100,000? And Willem was like, girl, they get multi-million dollars an episode... Just from sponsorships. Oh, totally. Just from sponsorships. Yep. An episode. Yep. But the show is earning the millions and not giving it to them. That's where I get a little...
1: Yeah. And I'm wondering, I think it must be different in each country, because I imagine in Australia with our like, employment laws, I'm mm. much, a much more strict around how we have to pay people and what they get. Yeah, quite possibly. So I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised here if the contracts are a little bit more fairer, mm. but... Yeah.
0: It is true. When you think about reality shows, like, it's so weird how, like, so all the trash ones like the housewives and Kardashians and shit, the main cast obviously get all the money. Mm -hmm. What about, like, the friends and shit that pop up randomly? What about, like, having to be mic'd up, having to get filmed, actually using the footage and being a part of storylines? Do they actually get a piece of anything? You would hope so. Oh, you'd bloody hope so. I
1: remember hearing a story about someone going going to go into, like, an ice cream shop in LA and they weren't able to go in because... Ah. The Kardashians had closed it off. Oh, I thought you were talking about Demi them. Lovato for a second. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it was like Courtney was in there or something with the kids and they sure. all closed just for them. Oh, like, oh okay. fuck off. All right.
0: Ugh. See, okay. See, Drag Race isn't like that.
1: Drag Race no. is like,
0: we're going to keep you all on a soundstage <laughs> and then shove you in a van and take you to a hotel. You can have a stale sandwich that's <laughs> been sitting on the craft ah! services table for half a day. Unless Megan Trainor takes it from you. <laughs> did you hear that she she's, responded to that recently?
1: Apologized.
0: Yeah, she no, she <laughs> said recently in like a TikTok or something that she does she didn't do that. She doesn't remember any of that. Oh, it was so good though. <laughs> Megan a sandwich thief at craft services. <laughs> oh look, she's gotta
1: have something going for her. Oh her true. M- her music's no good. Isn't
0: she doing a reality show or something? I can't remember. Is she, I remember seeing something lately with her because she just had a kid and her husband's that famous kid from Spy Kids.
1: Oh, oh, okay. You know, the ginge
0: from Spy Kids. Uh, that's okay. her husband.
1: Yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm.
0: Just giving you all an update on Megan Trainor on the pod. That's <laughs> what I think is a valuable use of our time. <laughs> um, when it came to the next Clash of the Queens. Oh, Clash of the Queens. <laughs> Got to do something to liven things up around here, huh?
1: Yeah. There wasn't much going for it.
0: Do you want to get into the Biggie that was Jasmine versus Diabetty all season?
1: Well, it wasn't Jasmine versus Diabetes the whole season. It was Jasmine oh. versus um crystal method for the first couple of <laughs> couple of <the> episodes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I didn't say it. I didn't say it. I may have said it first, but I didn't say it. <laughs> that was Goldie. I just want to make sure everyone knows that.
1: I'll own that. <laughs> I love Crystal Method. Love Crystal. Big, huge love. Crystal Method stand. Not <laughs> the, the drag queen. Just putting it <laughs> out there. <laughs>
0: yeah, just for legal reasons, we have to really uh, differentiate between the two. So thank you. Thank you very much.
1: Uh, but if you notice, though, when Daya gets like in situations and she gets upset, she puts on her crystal method voice. She, <laughs> she literally does. Like the tears start flowing and then the crystal method voice switches on and it's like, I can smooth my way out of any situation. It's yeah, because like, no.
0: crystals are darling and are personable and likeable. So
1: <laughs> I don't want to pile on to Daya because I know she's copped a lot of it.
0: But. She has. Before we actually do talk about it, I've said this before on the pod. I think our listeners are smarter than this, but I just need to say, if you have ever sent a person, period, not just a drag queen, a person, a death threat on fucking social media, fuck off. Who the fuck do you think you are? Seriously. It's just, it's the dumbest fucking thing to be like, I'm watching someone on on a TV show right now who I think is, is subhuman, so I'm going to make sure they know that I think they're subhuman to the point that they shouldn't end their life. In what way is that? What is that? An eye for an eye? Because someone made you feel some type of way through the TV.
1: Oh no. My favorite (laughs) queen got eliminated. I've got to hate on the other one. It's the dumbest
0: thing in the world or a queen. I didn't particularly enjoy or did enjoy, but you know, didn't feel anything strong about Got eliminated and brought back. I must tell her, because it was clearly had everything to do with her decision to come back, that she
1: should burn in hell and no one likes her and whatever. Shut up. Hey, I don't I don't um you know DM your mum and tell her the head she gave me on the corner was bad. So <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you could have stopped it at I didn't DM
0: your mum, but sure, well, let's uh, keep going.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well I didn't DM her, I might have DP'd her, but <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, oh, I don't think I've had it. I've heard something like that on the pod before. Congratulations.
1: <laughs> You're welcome.
0: <laughs> so let's just talk I wrote everything down about this because I needed to. Because we have talked at length about it on the pod this season. I've even had guests be like, Are you still talking about diabetes? Yes, I am. <laughs> because let's just all right, let's just start straight up. It started with a little flashback to all of their confrontations. Not all of them, because I don't want. Daya said straight up, didn't regret anything she said. She watched herself back. She learnt. Maybe it's not what you say; it's how you say it. Mm, that's debatable.
1: Girl, we're on season fourteen of Drag Race. Mm-hmm. If you haven't learnt by now, what you say is going to be <laughs> edited to use against you. Because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you still said it. Whether or not, whether or not it was edited to look shady, you said those words. You said the words. You yeah. said the words. The producers can't like. You know, stitch them together. They're not miracle workers in that no. sense. But you said it, so you've got to own it. Yeah, that's the thing that was brought up in this conversation was about taking
0: accountability. Um, mm-hmm. But she doesn't take back anything she said. That's the thing. She's she's she doesn't regret it, and she said she was being honest, um, which is not an excuse, by the way. No. Nope. Do you remember when Trump supporters were like, th- like, ah, straight up, why do you support this man? And they're like, well, he speaks his mind, like that. Like like every other human being on this fucking planet.
1: You can open your mouth, but that does not mean that, and you can give an opinion, does not mean you're free from consequences. No,
0: it does not. You can speak your mind and be honest all you want. Honey, it doesn't stop there.
1: Nope.
0: So, and she also said Jasmine said things at the wrong time, so that kind of made her angry. I'm like, she pulled that on the show too. She was like, yeah. why are you coming at me as we're getting ready before a challenge? Why not? She at least came to you though. Yeah. And unlike her, they're... unlike Diabetti, who who bitched about her behind her back and untucked toward
1: all the other queens. Yeah, like I'll just leave my shady comments for you into the you know, to the uh, to the over to over whatever it is moments. But no, I'm like you know, Jasmine comes to my face in the workroom. Oh no, we can't do with that.
0: It just it was an interesting start to the to the conversation that I wasn't. I was actually part of me was like, I hope she comes into this being like, you know what? I have watched the show back now, and I, I it has been some time and. I do need to say sorry and I do need to take accountability for my actions and for how I made you feel. However it is I made you feel, uh, if it's not good, good, then I need to apologize. Thing is, though, she didn't do that until the end of the conversation.
1: Exactly. And that was only because she realized, oh, shit, I'm in the top five. I've actually better make (laughs) sure I get some kind of personality back and that, you know, the public likes me.
0: It's, that's what Jasmine said. She was like, well, you're only doing it now that the cameras are rolling. Exactly. Exactly. But that's what, what one of Jasmine's things was. You dragged me for nine weeks straight. You came for me as a person and not as a drag. You came for me as a person, called me an energy vampire. <laughs> what is that? You suck the energy out of the room or something like that? I think so. I, mm, yeah. Girl, I can imagine yeah. a lot of scenarios on this show where a person might be an energy vampire and a lot of them are the situations you caused yourself
1: it's a drag show. Yeah. Like, come on, the energy's you have to have the energy for the camera. Like it's e- a drag show. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I want to talk about the innocent bystander effect there. Because all of mm. those queens in that room saw what was going on. Yes. Like, why didn't you stand up for somebody? Mm. To sit to sit idle and watch that happen, that means you're part of the problem. Mm.
0: No, I agree.
1: They knew, they knew what was happening. They knew how it was affecting Jasmine. All some. All someone had to do was turn around and go, hey, maybe maybe change attacked about, you know, maybe sit her down and have a conversation with her, change attacked. Yeah. Nope.
0: We'll it just, was interesting. we we'll
1: just keep letting it happen. Yeah.
0: It was very interesting that that was, that, that was how things played out, especially even on Dyer's front. Remember how she was, how she came for Georgia so hard after Georgia won the design challenge. Yep. And then the next day she apologised. Yeah. And George was like, "Okay, but I'm going to we'll just leave it at that for now." She asked again the next day in the workroom when they were getting ready for the runway. She said, "Sorry again," and asked Georges if she could forgive her. Why did she never feel compelled to say sorry to Jasmine or ask for forgiveness ever? Ever. Yep. What was so, what was she so desperate for Georges's forgiveness, but she felt the way she was behaving toward Jasmine week after week after week was fine.
1: I think it's because of Rue's liking towards Georges. Oh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but she saw, I reckon, as she said, she played the game and yeah. she was in the in it to win it. So I think she realised that taking on Georges is not going to be a good in the eyes of RuPaul. So yeah. I better make sure I... It's keep, a fair point. Yeah.
0: Yeah, she did. Yeah. Di- one of Diabetes' other excuses was my head was in the game. I was in for the crown and... Uh, things happened the way they happened in her passion. She was passionate. Um, thing is, though, Georges did stand up and also say, like, honestly, I just felt like you just didn't respect me and Jasmine. Like, you just yeah. didn't respect us. You respected everyone else so much more. When, in that situation, Di- it came back to Dyer, and she said, in order to clear things up, she said, point blank, it may, it might have felt personal, and I totally understand how you could feel that way,
1: <sighs> <laughs> I'm not. Go- I'm going to apologise for how you're feeling <laughs> It's one of those I'll apologise for how you felt Rather than actually apologise for my action It is
0: Like that's what she was saying In that moment I was like on the edge of my seat Like is this the apology Is this the word sorry coming out Because she's saying she understands how someone feels And that you're the person who made that person feel that way Nope, it didn't come. Nope, it did not come. Instead, she used an analogy about a science test. (laughs) Oh, I love George's (laughs) clapback.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I've never done any of those.
0: (laughs) No, she hasn't. (laughs) But Dyer's analogy was basically, if you fail on that test, it doesn't mean you're dumb. It just means you didn't bring it on that test. And Jasmine said, the thing is, though, that test you're speaking of is your opinion. Yeah. And only yours. And none of us asked for it. Exactly. Which, again... I have to a cop to. Alyssa yeah. piped in. and Alyssa Hunter, that gorgeous man, um, <laughs> and said, you were the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I thought that was great. <laughs> and then things got real. June Jambalaya, our first out of the season, technically, um, <laughs> jumped up and said... Who? June
1: Jambalaya. I don't know her. No? I don't know her.
0: I think she was on season nine and she's come back. Uh, For the reunion, yes. It it feels like that long ago, yes. June actually stood up and said, like, I actually know Dyer. Um, I know for a fact she is a good person and she's not a bad person and, like, you can't judge her as a person based on these experiences and she handles stress differently. Oh, okay. Sweetheart. Sweetheart. (laughs) Sweetheart. If you are a person who handles stress by going out of your way to bring someone down any opportunity you can even even when you see them upset and your response is why is she crying like why is she crying in the lala Perusa, remember that moment yeah if that's how you handle stress you need to work on yourself sweetheart you need to work on yourself as a human being this is not drag this is personal (laughs) <laughs> it's not personal, it's just drag No, 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 sweetheart, this is not drag, this is personal This is human, you need to work on yourself Doesn't mean she's a bad person I'm sure, I'm sure she's not a bad person But we're talking about what we're seeing on this TV show And what we're seeing is not good, sweetheart
1: We've seen it with other queens before Look at Silky Yes, like Silky was the perfect example of that We're seeing how people can come across and get this and get this edit, and then yeah. have to come back and redeem. Like, it's nothing, it's nothing new. We're at season 14. We have seen this before. You need to work on yourself before you go in there. You know it's going to be stressful. You know it's going to be there's people you're not going to like in there. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's life. <laughs> That's literally life. I could just imagine me getting through work every day. Every person that I didn't like, I just told them to shreds. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's not personal. It's just
0: work. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Exactly. If you walked in every day and was like, "No offense, but," and you just tore them to fucking shreds, even though they didn't ask for your opinion,
1: listen here, Margaret. I don't <laughs> like what you're wearing. Ah! I can't work with you in this situation.
0: <laughs> can you stop eating tuna at lunch? Like <laughs> seriously, uh, it's just no. I I fully agree. It's just it's ridiculous that you can even try and excuse. Oh, and then Maddie fucking Morphosis piped up. That remember 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 Maddie. <laughs> I don't know where Madeline (laughs) Morpheus Said that she just said What we were all thinking And then she said Jasmine was being shady too Sweetheart Madeline Jasmine was being shady All queens are shady That's drag But this isn't drag This is personal Diabety wasn't being shady She was going out of her way To bring someone down That is bullying Yep. It was. It was bullying. There's and I bullying. can't stand the stands who try to... I've seen the people online defending Diya being like, she's being entertaining. You wouldn't have an exciting show if she wasn't doing this. Yeah, you would. Yet you could yeah, very you easily. I could
1: easily have dealt with that, her personal attacks on somebody.
0: Exactly. And look, guys, you might think hearing me talk about this, I'm trying to like put Betty down myself and put um, defend Jasmine. I'm not defending Jasmine at all. I'm... Defending someone's right to simply exist and simply be a part of a production like a TV show, a competition series, without being bullied.
1: <laughs> I don't know. but And also thinking about that, I'm just thinking about Jasmine and all of that that she went through mm. and then had her moment, like her trans like yeah. homecoming moment during that. I'm like, she was going through that stress of the show, her trans moment, and then dealing with like Dyer's hatefulness towards her. I'm like think she's amazing out of this episode to deal with all of that like goes true. to show how strong of a person they are and it's even, very true yeah and even after she had that coming out moment and Diane knew that she was going through that she still kept on the attack yeah. like come on like no nah. well yeah I, I
0: wouldn't I wouldn't expect diabetes to understand what it would be like to go through a moment like coming out as trans and having that um, having that uh, realization at the same time you're going through this competition and having yeah. that moment in Untucked where she actually came out to her to yep. her sisters, like, I don't think anyone else could really understand that besides no. maybe Kerry or Bosco. Nope. I'm, look,
1: I'm not a trans person. I don't understand no. their, I don't understand that journey, but I understand that it is not an easy one. It's not an easy one. For a lot one. of people and it's, it's hard and especially in the current climate that we're in, like, it's extremely yes. hard. So we need to be doing all we can to support absolutely the the people in our community that are doing a little bit harder so absolutely all of us or none of us yeah i would have expected maybe jaya should have like realized that that was happening and you know maybe been a bit of a a but that would require
0: having to uh be a little more outside of yourself and i don't think that was something she was interested in doing
1: it's not personal at the drag race (laughs) podcast
0: (laughs) (laughs) but that's where i mean i was about to stand up you saw me just before jasmine stood up Literally out of her chair and was, like, going, like, just to yeah. just she hasn't tried to, saying that Dyer hadn't tried to clear things up, that uh, uh, she called uh, Dyer right before they did Roscoe's, which, again, the viewing party in Chicago, and uh, to say, to try and clear things up and tell her how she feels. And she said, basically, that it didn't even happen and that, in this moment, Jasmine doesn't know Dyer personally. She doesn't know her. Mm-hmm. All she knows is her experiences with her. Yep. So... Why would she go out of her way to try and make things right and clear things up when it's not her responsibility? And she just told her to take take responsibility, take accountability instead of just making excuses. And then Daya said, how would you like me to take accountability? I don't know.
1: Say you're sorry. <laughs> Has this Is this seriously like a foreign concept, really? But well, look, I'm also going to say I hate when you have to ask for an apology. No, never the ask for that, one. The fact that I have to demand an apology from you means that yeah i would not, never ask nope.
0: someone for an apology i would i would phrase a conversation or arguments probably in such a way where you ha- we have to make the other person realize oh i am the shit here i'm like yeah <laughs> yeah you it, this would be a lot easier if you just took accountability do you know what that means apologizing for how you made me feel exactly literally and then it happened and then the moment happened she said i acknowledge. oh i think i missed the part where she literally said I acknowledge the fact that I was rude and you could, and it could have been said better. Like, that's enough. That's not an apology, by the way. That is not an apology. I called you and you didn't answer. I don't want to hear it. And then she said, sit down. Then I did not hear down. her say sit down. Oh, she said it. She said it right yeah. when Jasmine and her were having that. And do you know what she did when she was saying that? She was standing up. <laughs> Girl, you sit down. Everyone sit the fuck down. Shut up. Get back in the pond, you silly goose. <laughs>
1: Literally, that would be the down-under version. <laughs> if we ever had a reunion, that was one. I'm waiting for the reunion where we have Tequila Mockingbird on there. Get in the pond, just silly goose. Just wait for me to close the door first.
0: Oh, <laughs> sending love to Tequila Mockingbird, who's battling COVID for the second time. Much love. Much love all the way. Um, do you, you don't want to send love? Oh, we'll send her love. <laughs> I'm just going to just put that in your face Hello. hello
1: um, tequila darling sending you love <laughs>
0: i will put that in i won't leave that out <laughs> um, just to make you seem extra cunty make you seem diabetic you're the diabetic of the podcast i can do that i have the power I have the, over the edit that's right. what i can do uh, look, no, I, said, I would I, never. Well, look, I
1: said the things. Yeah, no, you way. did say <laughs> the things. <laughs> exactly. you, might choose,
0: you might choose the order that they appear in the podcast, <laughs> but I certainly said them. I can't be arsed <laughs> doing that manipulative shit. Um, it all came to a head, though, just to wrap this up, when Kerry Colby butted in and said, not butted in, she had a very valid point. Accountability is important and stress is real. Again, I'm sorry don't care how stressed you are if that's how you handle it shut the fuck up yeah and i understand i mean when june when june was standing up for her too, that was when dia started crying and then got into the whole i acknowledge i could have done better it honestly took kerry having to say her piece for her for dia to go i'm sorry for the way i said things Georgeus. i adore you and jasmine the more i see of you on the show the more i realize that i'm like you what took her so <laughs> fucking long to just say sorry?
1: But is that a compliment? I'm more, so, so are you calling Jasmine like a, a vindictive, nasty person? <laughs> Shit. Again, this is about how Daya behaved, not about her no, drag. No, not about it's her not drag. About her drag aesthetic.
0: It's not about her drag, and it's not about her as a person either. We are reacting to a TV show, people. That's what we've been doing. That's literally what we've been doing. So, all in all, the fact that it took that entire confrontation to happen for Dia to get really upset, to start crying, to get defensive, to stand up herself and say, sit down. All of that just for her to say, I am sorry. My God. I'm glad they didn't speak about it before the reunion because this was entertaining.
1: But if they, look, if they... Didn't milk it for that long. The episode would have only been five minutes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> RuPaul could have only mentioned one sponsor. Oh, no, we can't have that, can we? <laughs> Scan here for your $5 discount for DoorDash. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> I'm literally thinking to myself when I go to the US, do I need to sign up to DoorDash and get a, a, into all these deals? What, to, what do you mean you don't have it here? <laughs> well, no, I don't have it here. I d- I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what in America is like the, the the number one food delivery service. I don't know. Is it fucking well? Most of my trip, I'm going to be in hotels. But if I'm in an Airbnb, I don't want to order DoorDash and be like, "Hey, <laughs> just walking through your living room to get some fucking <laughs> burritos and shit."
1: <laughs> well, no, I would, I would happily order the DoorDash in America as long as one of the pit crews are going to bring it. Oh my god! Right? Hell yeah. I
0: I would prefer a burrito than a golden boot, though. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Can we quickly just give that a little shout out? Maddie Morphosis getting the golden boot for the worst look of the season. Do you, <laughs> think, it's, do you think it's valid? Yeah, I would <laughs> give, give her that. I honestly couldn't think of a, any other really terrible ones, to be honest the with you. The only
1: other person that I thought really didn't wow me a lot, and they were a, a seamstress, <laughs> was Deja Sky. <laughs> 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 I'm like, okay, all right. You make costumes?
0: Correct.
1: That's a choice.
0: Have you been listening to the pod? Because, girl, there was literally one look she did that was good, and it was the shoulder pad look in that Chanel suit.
1: It was a good concept. <laughs> <laughs> it was ill-fitting.
0: It was a bit ill-fitting. Look, hated most, pretty much all of her looks, especially that fucking, um, what is it, the bitch that died at the stake? What's the, the, the bitch, the science bitch? Like, burn her at the stake. What was the name? Joan of Arc. That's the one. <laughs> oh, yay. History. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I actually got it right.
0: <laughs> no, hey, look, I, I, I did history in high school, but all I learned was about was, was the, the French revolution and Russian Russian revolution. So I don't know shit about anything else <laughs> But <laughs> that. Joan of Arc look was just when she took, then she won. Cause that was snatch game because oh. no one else won. Mm. Um, and that look, and I'm like, God, she looked
1: terrible. I actually can't think of any memorable looks this season. Which really? Which is unusual. There'd normally be at least a season that I'd look at something and go, I want that. But I wasn't... What about was Willow nothing. Pill?
0: Like, she had a few good ones, right? Like I liked the, her outfits. Yeah. I, liked, I loved the, the spring
1: one about the, the house on her head. <laughs> that was great. Again, that's probably what happens with the long season. Everything kind of blends in, and you kind of... You miss those standout moments.
0: That's true. No, that's very true. You do. You do indeed. What Speaking of, did we miss this standout moment of a romance between Angeria and Lady Camden?
1: What? There was a romance?
0: (laughs) I remember one pre-runway getting ready segment where they literally were like flirty. Yeah. But that was it.
1: Yeah, that was it. It's like you didn't, you chose to not take that story and then bring it back for the reunion special. And it's like, oh, okay. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, well, <laughs> that <laughs> happened. In, an, in a season where Jasmine was in a fight with Dior every other episode. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think they had to pick their battles, yeah. Yeah, and love is not a battlefield as, as, as we've been established. That bitch was wrong. Who sang that song? Pat Benatar. Was it? Okay, thank you. Um, really, make, thank I, you. I better I'm make not, sure I'm right for that. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing well with my history <laughs> Actual and music history. Um, yes, please, look it up. <laughs> let's, let's look this up. I don't want to Love this. is a battlefield. Pat Benatar. Oh, okay. We're correct. We are correct and we got to pour more bubbles because we're having
1: a celebration here. A Google moment and I can pour.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, and we also, while we're about to uh, pour some more bubbly, we should acknowledge the other romance of the season that we did not get to see because it happened apparently according to Cornbread in the van. <laughs> 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 That's where all good romances start out <laughs> In my experience, yes <laughs> Get in the back of the van <laughs> Georges in the back of a Jimmy van, maybe But uh, Georges <laughs> and Orion's story Okay Orion who? <laughs> I've said it before Orion is a gorgeous boy I would, I would Like, I don't know Something about the hipster thing I just, I, it, it gets me Drag queen I think she needs to find her niche
1: I think she's going to be like the Sasha Bell of the season. <laughs> <laughs> She'll quit drag and do OnlyFans.
0: Not against it. Not against it. Look
1: girl, get that coin.
0: Get that coin, girl. You'll get B- mine. B-
1: bitch, got to make that money.
0: <laughs> I recently unsubscribed to a lot of OnlyFans subscriptions because I realized this is maybe too many. And so if you did one, girl, I'd keep you on my regular rotation, okay? Aww. You and Lee Dawson. That's all I need. <laughs> What did you make of... Well, first of all, I need to ask this question. Do you yourself, Goldie Cox, have any tattoos? Uh,
1: No. no, You don't? No.
0: Oh, yes. You don't put a bumper sticker on a Bentley. Yes.
1: No. Well... (laughs) (laughs) You wouldn't get one at all? I've thought of one, but if I get something, it needs to be super meaningful. And there's one I've thought about that I would do, but Mm -hmm. I've just never got around to it. That's fine. I've had a few piercings over the years, but that's about it.
0: Yeah, very similar stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is though. I had a tongue piercing for a while in my 20s mm-hmm. and I still have like the little indentation of that yep. in my tongue. It's I not had, going away.
1: Yeah, I had my tongue pierced twice. I had it and then I had to get my tonsils taken out and I woke up and they'd taken it out. I was shocked. Oh my God, and those arseholes. Yeah, and then I got it done a second time. by A person that I worked with was a piercer like on the side and I remember sitting in their lounge room looking at the fish tank where they pierced my tongue surrounded by all their friends. So I did a I did a backyard piercing. It was full autoclaved and everything. Uh, like <laughs> I'm not that stupid. I made sure I checked the little marks on the, the pouch that had been autoclaved. But yeah.
0: Okay. Well as long as you did your due diligence Look, what, my, due diligence. God.
1: My, my tongue's still in my mouth. It hasn't fallen off. I don't, yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, let's hope everyone else has the same experience. Um, (laughs) As someone with two tattoos and hoping to get a third while I'm away, um, just depends, budget. I might be able to win big in Vegas. That'll pay for the tattoo. Um, (laughs) Cornbread got Willow tattooed on her leg. Isn't that adorable? That was adorbs. I loved it. I love that. It's so cute. And Willow says she's going to get Cornbread's ankle tattooed on her. (laughs) This is
1: why I love that bitch. (laughs) That would be a full body tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> a little On whip, Willow, The size yeah. of Willow. On little Willow Um,
0: uh, Can I ask you though, this was the fun Jasmine, the, the Jasmine Clash of the Queens, the third one with Jasmine, <laughs> against Maddie Morphosis. That little moment they had it Untucked, what did you make of the whole argument? Because Maddie really did just sit there and was like, I, I just had to defend myself.
1: <laughs> I think it was a bit of a non-argument. It was a non-argument. It was a non-argument. It was entertaining. It was like, yeah. Look, I don't normally watch Untucked because I can't be bothered with half their drama. Mm. It was the only Untucked episode that I watched. But again, <laughs> it goes to the, like the whole editing. Yeah. Like, that whole editing of it. It's like it made you want to watch that um, that episode. And I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. That was it. I think it was, like, early on where they had one that looked like, um, you know, Willow was going to get red for wearing thongs on the runway again. Uh-huh. And then you, you realised that it actually wasn't the case. It was just part of the challenge. It was and part of that like, challenge. You got me, girl. You got me good. <laughs> ah. Dragged me in. I
0: thought that was brilliant, actually.
1: <laughs> you know, I, I was happy with the editing of that.
0: Yeah, it was literally for a promo. So they edited it for a promo. Good on them. They got us. They got me, gal. Um, I believe uh, a, a very famous queen said that once. Am I am I
1: incorrect? I wouldn't call tequila that famous. <laughs> I
0: was going to say Mimi, I'm first, but
1: <laughs> go off. Oh well, that's where Tequila gets all of her best lines from, isn't it? She borrows them from other queens. <laughs> <laughs> Get in the pond. Uh,
0: do you know? Actually, uh, little honorable mention. This week, I was in the mood for some, you know, tequila banter, and with her being sick with COVID. Um, you know, I can't expect that from her Even though she does oh. live around the corner So I listened back to old episodes uh, When oh. we did UK versus the world together yep. oh, I will never, ever stop living For her reading bag of chips to filth <laughs> I will never stop
1: you, Do you know they're sisters? The kids are serious
0: they, Yeah, they're London sisters they're London
1: si- Well, apparently they've got the same drag moment They started at the same time mm. It's like, oh, okay I You
0: don't treat your it. sisters like that, do you?
1: No, I can see the Liza resemblance <laughs> <laughs> How about we <laughs> we went to the Liza Liza Minnelli School of Drag?
0: <laughs> oh, oh God! I wish I could, I wish I could joke about that, but I can't. It's just it's just a joke within of itself. But, <laughs> uh, as we mentioned before, though, the trans girls um, this season, Jasmine had her moment and mm-hmm. um, she spoke to that, and also uh, Bosco spoke to her uh, trans journey since the show, where she mm-hmm. also came out as trans. Cornbread, yep. um, who came out as trans. Um, before the show was announced, before she was a, a cast member, mm-hmm. but and, uh, mentioned uh, that it was because of her experience on the show and uh, being with Kerry that she saw uh, that, you know, you can, you can be everything you want to be and uh, as hard as it is. And uh, also Willow Pill uh, also has come out as trans recently. Yep. And so it's just, um, it's just fantastic that we have an environment for people to be able to have the confidence to be themselves.
1: I just got goosebumps then, because I was just thinking about the timing of this season Mm. and all of the beautiful trans people we have had to have come out Mm. out of this season and where the world isn't the place at the moment. Yeah. And the fact that we can have this nastiness going on against our trans community, yet we can still have some... Absolutely beautiful representation. Shining moments. Shining moments on a TV to say, hey, it's okay as you are. Like, just, yeah. just live your life. Yeah. That is, yeah.
0: Absolutely. It's just, yeah. It's the, I, I, I really am struggling as a cis person uh, to handle the news media every day and mm-hmm. what we're hearing uh, with the trans conversation that is not even a conversation. It's never been a conversation. It's just been fear-mongering and and discrimination and exclusivity and i can't handle it myself so the fact that our trans family have to go through this shit, it kills me i really do want to embrace the good moments so to all of our trans sisters on season 14 nothing but love and as carrie colby said it's like sisterhood or the traveling estrogen <laughs>
1: Yeah, look, RuPaul, you, d- you did good this one. I don't know how. Yes, they've, uh, there's a couple of seasons, but they've been managed. They've managed to be quite like in the in the news at that time. Yeah, and that season has kind of matched that. Like yeah. it's like you know, like The Simpsons predicts what's happening in politics. RuPaul's <laughs> been able to predict what's happening in the LGBTIQ plus landscape stuff. Yeah, and it's just like all right, you've got something there.
0: Exactly, and I don't know if you want to go into the fourth. Clash of the Queens. <laughs> but it wasn't even a clash because this, Mama, this was drag and it wasn't personal. It's not personal. It's just drag. Bosco and Lady Camden going for the part of Saltine in Moulin Rouge. I, I loved it. I really loved it. I thought it was clear that they both really wanted it. It wasn't just fake drama because no. sometimes they pull that shit. I agree. Bosco straight upset. I don't know when we decided drag queens shouldn't be bitchy. And that's exactly my point. They should be. Shade is real. Shade is great. Shade can be expertly done in a way that it isn't actually detrimental. As long as you're in on the joke. As long as you're in as on long the as joke. both
1: parties are in on the joke, then it's not hurtful. And
0: you're not fucking bullying them. It's no. just shade. That is why no. I say this isn't personal. It's just drag. Mm-hmm. This situation I can handle. Uh, and it was funny, and I loved that Lady Camden got the last laugh by winning the challenge, and Bosco <laughs> got eliminated.
1: But I will say, Lady Camden, this um, <laughs> reunion episode as well, had was a bit mouthy. Like she, Yes. Is, I did notice that she was a bit shady, this. It's I like, well, oh, look, I've got to the top five. I'm going to step out of the shadow and throw some shade.
0: I will be honest, though. I, I really don't like this top five situation. It, no, it, doesn't, it doesn't bring a lot of clout, because it's kind of like a everyone's... Yeah. As I, as I titled last week's episode, my God, there's room for everybody. Let's yeah. just say that. So, yeah, I'm a little, that's why I'm a little meh about it. But uh, uh, even Deja Sky was like um, cl- chiming in, being like, here was my problem with that situation. Lady Camden was saying, here's why I think I would be good for this role. And Bosco was saying, here's why I think you should not do this role. Exactly. And
1: she conceded that. Bosco was like, yeah, Okay. I just don't like this whole um, thing, and and I've noticed that happens in dragland, mm. too common than what it should be. That you need to feel that you feel the need as a drag queen to bring someone else down to elevate yourself. Never going to work. And I think to me the most beautiful drag is the drag queens that bring other people up. You don't bring don't bring a queen down to your level. Bring them up to your level. Yes. Elevate them to where you are. Teach. them. Elevation. Help them. If we're all, if you know, if we raise the standard of drag then it benefits everyone and like everyone starts somewhere so
0: absolutely
1: that's one that's the one thing that i will always have with my drag people like you're so polite in drag it's so different to you out of drag And i'm like because at the end of the day i'm a drag queen i'm there to entertain i don't want someone in the audience or i don't want a fellow sister last moment with me to go oh look that was a nasty mean drag queen Mm. like i want them to go i had a really good experience with that queen i want to see more of them yeah everybody said love (laughs)
0: No, I love that. See, Goldie Cox is a good friend of the pod. She tells it like it is, and she doesn't do it by bringing other people down, Diabetty. So, <laughs> maybe it's the truth tea we're sipping on, mm-hmm. known as sparkling rosé.
1: Oh, look, it's French. I didn't even realise that.
0: It is French. Does that mean, wait, no, never mind. <laughs> I don't know enough. I literally used to work in a bottle shop for five years and I, I've literally lost all my knowledge about wine. You have no idea. It's hilarious. I
1: judge it by the, by the bottle that it's in and the colour of the, <laughs> the of the drink.
0: I judge it by uh, the price and how much I'm willing to spend on that day.
1: That's fair. <laughs> That's a pretty bottle.
0: I, I got to ask you though, as, um, as we came to the end of this reunion, we had a little moment for the top five to talk about their favourite and least favourite moments. Top five, as we said, we all know, Angeria... Busco, Lady Camden, Diabetti, and Willow Pill.
1: You said you were team Willow, Willow, Cam- Willow and Camden, but I've got Willow a and Camden. S- I've got a big spot for Angie, but I just think that she's kind of she's taken her foot off the gas a little bit lately, which is a mm. shame. But I think I think Angie's definitely a great contender, and I love her as a just her whole attitude. Yeah, I love how smart Willow has played it. It's like. I am wonderful at all these things, but I'm not going to tell you I'm wonderful at all these things. I'm just going to show you, and yeah. I think that's beautiful. I'd rather someone that does that rather than just talk about it. And it's
0: yeah, yeah. that's the difference between her and like Deja Sky. Yeah. who tells everyone she's a seamstress. Yep,
1: yep, exactly. <laughs> I'm a seamstress. Look at my wrinkles. <laughs> <laughs> and then, in Camden, I've always in Camden. I've had a massive spot spot for. I, again, I think it's the British accent, but. <laughs> That was what was hilarious with
0: Angie and uh, Camden talking about their <laughs> apparent romance was that Angie said, this was the first person from the UK I ever met. Wow.
1: Yeah. She really is from a small American town. Get used to it, girl. I'm sure you're going to be going around those Work the World tours.
0: Ooh. You better believe, everyone, we're going to be doing All Stars on the podcast and I'm very, very, very excited. So you know what you got to do. you got to fucking subscribe because May 20th, 21st, I think we're getting twenty first because of the time difference. May twenty something. It's twenty oh it's the same day as the election, that's right. Oh. Ah, ah. ah. Go out and vote.
1: Vote, vote, vote. And Go out and vote
0: and then come back with your democracy sausage yep. and watch uh, Queens
1: tack their sausages. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think that's gonna be an exciting night for both things. I'm gonna be like eagerly watching the you know, launch of the new season and then on my phone watching the results. <laughs> <laughs> if people want to get more drag, Goldie Cox, where should they follow you? Follow me on the Instagrams at the underscore Goldie underscore Cox and that C O X is in like Courtney Cox, <laughs> <laughs> perfect. And uh, while you're on the Instagram, go
0: over to at not another Drag Race duh because that is where we post all sorts of memes and updates about all things Drag Race. We are posting updates from the pod whenever new episodes drop, and again, some exciting stuff is happening. I'm going to be at DragCon in a few weeks. I'm going to be posting a lot of shit from there. Goldie, next week is the finale.
1: Yay.
0: Someone's going to be America's next drag superstar. The 14th drag, next drag superstar, <laughs> to be specific. And $150,000
1: yeah. has
0: been announced for and, the winner. And the runner-up
1: gets money now 50,
0: too. $50,000 for the runner-up. I'm down for that. I'm very down for that. Very. F- I know you said Willow and Lady Camden, but who is going to win? Go.
1: I think there's going to be a double crowning. Oh! I'm going to say it. I'm calling it Double Crowning, Willow and Camden. I've managed to predict nearly everything this season in terms of chocolate bar, Willow and Camden. (laughs) It's going to happen. And you know what? My final tip before the finale, this
0: is the last time you'll hear it, everyone. My tip for the finale is the top two will be Willow Pill and Lady Camden. I agree. But I do think the winner will be Willow Pill.
1: Yay. I'm happy with that.
0: And... That was all she wrote. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Goldie Cox, for joining me today. Thanks for having
1: me back. It's been so wonderful.
0: And we will catch you all next week where we will have a winner, baby.
1: Yeah. And we're going to talk some
0: shites about this finale, the first ever live finale that we have ever talked about on the podcast. This is the moment you need to be here for. We'll see you then. Goodbye.